It's been a minute. It has. Yeah. Yeah, and I was thinking about this actually just before we started recording, and the crazy thing is that, like, I was (laughs) joking, clearly, that I don't remember how to play Monster of the Week because we haven't played it in forever, which is, like, kind of true. We've sort of gotten out of our, our, like, stride in terms of recording regularly, but beyond that, like... Our last episode was a winter lewd, and then before that, we had the whole extended arc where we were playing, like, effectively hacked Monster of the Week. Oh, yeah, that's true. So we true. played, like, regular <laughs> oh, yeah. Monster of the Week. I forgot about all in that. In a bit, like a couple months. Oh, my God. I mean, some people might argue that we've never really played Monster of the Week. Well, I mean, Those fair. Are haters. <laughs> they can meet me out back and have a fight, but, like... Uh, that'll be a plus tough roll. Oh, okay, shit. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. I got this. I got this. See, I do remember. Okay, great. Cool. So, um, that's all of us. I'd like to to check in with all of our characters, because I know that we sort of got into some stuff last time. We sure did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been, uh, it's been an arduous week or so in Revenant, Alaska, and I just kind of want to see where all of us are at. You know, obviously I have like a plan to move forward with this episode. I have things that I want to get done, but more importantly, if there's specific resolution that any of you guys need, or if there's anything you are dying to pursue, anything that you're thinking like, this is absolutely my game plan for this day, that'll take precedence. So let me know if there's something that you need or something that you would like, and we will build that into our fiction here. Okay. Any requests? Uh, pet a dog. You want to pet a dog? Yeah. We can make that happen. Pet Siobhan a fictional dog. Grandpa. What was that? Pet a dog. Uh, Siobhan saw her grandpa. Oh, good. Is, is grandpa the name of her dog or <laughs> her actual grandpa? <laughs> oh my gosh, whenever um, I have a pet, no. I'm just going to name him grandpa or grandma. Well, like, hi, grandma. <laughs> He's a little Yorkie named grandpa. Um, oh, I love that. Oh, thank God. Grandpa's such that, a good dog name. That's just a little, that's honestly, just a little joke for Alex and Addison. It's really, really good. <laughs> Did I tell you, though, that recently I met someone who was telling me about a friend's dog that was named grandpa? Oh, really? Oh, man, no way. Yeah, That's yeah. So there are other people who are tapped into the same, like, brilliant mm. current of thought that you guys are. Oh, uh, thank goodness. There are That's others. so powerful. Knowing that the I best name it. for a dog is Grandpa. We're not alone out here. <laughs> best, not any longer. The best name for a dog is Grandpa, says Addison. Yeah, let's not qualify it. The best. Addison says, this name is best for dog. <laughs> This is best for dog name. I said what I said, and I'll stand by it. Addison's going to leave us soon for the uh, cutthroat industry of top ten videos. Don't so tell she's that. just getting her start right now. <laughs> Don't say it. I literally Wait, am number one really? dog name of all time. I literally am uh, I literally am submitting my stuff after we get done with this call to whatculture.com uh, at, so to Ooh. try to be a do voiceover for their top ten videos. <laughs> Nice. That's nice. Cool. I love it. That's so powerful. I, want, I really I want this gig. I, like, fully unironically love, like, top ten videos. I watch them all the time. Oh, I know that you do. Um, are we ready to play some game? Yeah. <laughs> I, guess so. I guess so. Cool. Let's re-enter our world here. Hmm. Siobhan. Yes. I would like you to join me in a flashback. Okay. 
no, 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 no. Oh, good. Yeah, now I'm leaving that in. In fact, I'm going to sample that and play it over and over again underneath this sequence. Okay. You open your eyes in a place that takes you a moment to recognize. It's a familiar feeling for someone who has already spent so much of her life moving around, but it still hits you every time. It's the feeling of waking up for the very first time in a place that you know you're going to wake up in a million more times afterwards. It's the feeling of a new home. And that's what this is now. Your new home in a little nowhere town called Revenant, Alaska. What does it look like? My new home or Revenant, Alaska? This is your, your home. This is your first morning waking up in... Your home in Revenant, Alaska. Got it. Yeah. However many so years ago I'm, that was. I think we said like seven or eight, maybe. Yeah, it was about eight. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm waking up in the bedroom of my uh, little house there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've got just my bed pushed up against the wall right now. And I managed to set up a dresser and put some clothes away. But other mm-hmm. than that, there's still like some boxes in the corner that I need to unpack. And uh, and there's, like, a, a ceiling fan with a light on it, so um, I didn't need to, like, unpack a lamp or any sort of, like, light or anything. Sure. Do you want, like, the whole house or just the room? <laughs> just the room is fine for now. We're going to sort of be exploring this space a little bit. You'll, you'll see what sure. we're doing. But... There's, there's a few, like, strokes of paint on the wall, like Siobhan was testing out different colors. Oh, nice. Yeah. Some like some light minty greens, like not too bright, just kind of like sea foamy. There's one mm-hmm. really light green, um, but she likes she likes the color green, so she's I like that. She's gonna paint her bedroom that color. Very cool. We cut back to the present day. Mm-hmm. It's Monday morning. You wake up in the same bed, about eight years older, and the house is older too, colored by all of the memories in between. It doesn't feel unfamiliar anymore. But what does it look like now? Well, there's her bed pushed up against the wall in the corner. <laughs> there's some boxes still. I really liked the, the idea of you telling me about these paint swatches on the wall, because in my mind, I'm picturing this like in a very uh, specific sort of cinematography, right? And so yeah. like we see those paint swatches on the walls, and now it's eight years later, and that color is all over the room, yeah. but it's like kind of faded and dusty. Oh, absolutely. So she went with the, uh, with the more seafoam green. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this point, it has faded a little bit and probably needs a new coat, but she won't get around to doing it. Um, <laughs> sure. You know, she has a little plant in the corner that she's trying to take care of, uh, a fern, and she has her dresser. She also has um, a nightstand by her bed that she puts her radio on um, and, like, her flashlight and stuff, just so at night when she's, like, in bed reading before she goes to sleep. She turns her radio on low so she can, like, listen and see if anything's going on. Mm-hmm. She has her ranger outfits hung up in the closet. Uh, and, yeah. And I think she maybe now has a cat. Oh. Sorry. Tell us about the cat. Okay. Yes. This cat. <laughs> Here's the thing. Andrew knows nothing about cats. Okay. Other than it's a musical by Andrew Lloyd Webber. I was say, you've met cats before. Is it like a tabby, calico, Maine Coon, uh, solid black cat? Big cat it, or little cat? It is a... Long hair, short hair? 
It is a British short hair. Hey. Oh my god, those are so cute. They are adorable. <laughs> what color? Oh, it's it's like that smoky gray. Oh my oh, goodness, good. I love oh, that. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. What's its name? Its name. Smoky gray. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's gray. Uh, it's gray. Well, its name is. I'm gonna say its name is Gilbert. Oh, hey. that's that's. Is perfect. its last name Brian? <laughs> no, its last name is O'Shaughnessy. Okay, <laughs> it's her son. Okay, Tim, it's like you don't even know the lore. I yeah, know. <laughs> he is uh, her his, son. His, name's, his name is Gilbert. Oh my god, uh, that's very good. So I like the idea that we start with this image of you in the past, just waking up for the first time, and you're alone in this house, and the walls aren't really broken in and the home isn't really broken in and then we have this image in the present of Siobhan waking up and it's a very lived in house and the walls reflect your personality and you have this cat curled up maybe and I like all of that how different does Siobhan look over the course of these eight years uh definitely a bit more gray mm -hmm. in, in the hair and uh some more wrinkles on on her face I think she has a few more scars too just you know over eight years of yeah, I would expect that. Of hard park labor. Um, probably put on some muscle. Oh, yeah. You know she looks good. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. She's, yeah. <laughs> She's so strong. She's jacked. <laughs> Great. Uh, let's jump back to the past. Mm -hmm. It's your first day in your new job. You know roughly how to get to the ranger station, but you haven't yet seen it for yourself. So what does your morning look like as you're getting ready for this? Uh, my morning is taking the map and, like, double-checking, making sure the route that I highlighted is, mm -hmm. like, okay and there's not a better one to get there uh, sure. to get up to the ranger station. I make sure that my uniform is all pressed the night before so I can just put it on and, mm -hmm. and get up and go. Um, Great. So instead of, like, worrying about unpacking everything the night before and making sure, like, I don't have to do that, I'm making sure my first day... Make a good impression. And eight years ago would have been 1988. So I'm kind of living for the idea of like a, a somewhat younger, like 80s Siobhan getting ready and just sort of grabbing this morning by the horns. Mm -hmm. Yeah, her hair is kind of teased out a little bit. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Does she have like a, a scrunchie in? Uh, on her wrist, she does. Oh, good. I mean, I still picture her wearing scrunchies in the 90s, but... She does. She was a little bit late to the trend in the 80s, so she's trying to ride <laughs> it out. Oh, I love it. Mm -hmm. All right, so present day. You've now been through these motions thousands of times by now. How much of it do you even think about anymore versus like how automatic this sort of morning routine is for you? Like what, What's going through your head as you get ready for a shift at work? What's going through Siobhan's head uh, is on a day-to-day -day is pretty much like... You know how when you go for, like, your first day of school back from summer, you want to mm -hmm. make sure everything is, like, nice and neat and all of that. But as time sure. goes on, you know, you don't plan out your outfit the night before and, like, you don't wake up as early to make sure you get there on time. So Siobhan mm -hmm. is still on time, but she won't be, like, half an hour early. Right. Her, her pant leg might have a little wrinkle in it, you know, but she's still, like, she's still professional and gets there on time and does her job, like, very well. Absolutely. 
She makes right, she so. makes time to to feed Gilbert and all of that. Uh, Gilbert is such a great I cat love name. Gilbert. Okay, so jumping back to the past, it's the last days of summer. The access road is still clear enough that you can drive into the station. No need for the snowmobile you'll become very familiar with over the next few years. What does your drive into work look like in the late '80s? I'm I'm kind of envisioning again this very like. TV show tropey like flashback sequence where we like see the Chavan before it became the beat up van that we're seeing nowadays oh. and mm-hmm. like maybe the tape deck even still works so I'm just I really just want to get into the zone of like what this night like this late 80s Chavan vibe was sure sure so what year is it uh if it were eight years ago this would be 88 1988 okay um I definitely think there is uh, the Chavan, which like she she borrowed and all of that. So she's driving the future legendary Chavan, <laughs> of course. And I think on the radio, she she gets in the car and shuts the door, puts the key in the ignition, and as it turns on, I'm pretty sure. Oh, let's see what comes on the radio. Is it a Bee Gees hit? No, that's more 70s. Yeah. Pat Benatar? I'm thinking Bad Medicine by Bon Jovi. Ooh, okay. Ooh nice. That's good. Mm-hmm. See, I was thinking like Bangles, and then you went Bon Jovi, and I love that too. So that's very mm-hmm. good. Yeah. So she gets uh, gets there into the car and starts driving to work, making sure that the map is folded out on the seat next to her. And uh, if she needs to, she can, like, glance over and see, like, what comes, what she needs to do next to get all the way up there. Perfect. Love it. Present day. Your morning commute takes place in darkness. It's a little bit later in the year than in our vision of the past. So the sun won't come up for another hour, at least. The sky is a pinkish gray that you've come to associate with these strange mid-morning sunrises of late autumn. Mm Mm-hmm. What's on your mind after this specific weekend that you've had? I feel like Siobhan, after this weekend, feels like she needs to take a lot more responsibility mm-hmm. um, at work because of, you know, Adam's arm and all of that stuff. Definitely, um, yeah. Making sure that everyone else there is okay and still able to perform their jobs uh, well enough while he is unable to go out into the field and all that. Absolutely. In the past, you pull up to the ranger station. Aside from a few park-sanctioned vehicles in middling condition, the only other vehicle is a red pickup truck with a license plate that indicates it belongs to the park director. Hmm. What have you heard about the park director? Not a whole lot. Um, you know, people in the park service don't... They, they obviously know about this park and all of its stuff, but sure. it's... It's one of those assignments that, like, not a lot of people want. It's not a very popular assignment. Not everyone is requesting to be transferred up to Revenant, Alaska. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's a fairly new park. The Gates of the Arctic was only founded in 1980. So as mm-hmm. of this time, yeah, it was still kind of yeah, it's, a... it's pretty new. Um, yeah. It's so... not like the Yellowstone, right? Which I'm sure right. is, like, one of the big oh, yeah. park assignments you can get. Oh, yeah, but... everyone, if you make it to Yellowstone, that's when you know you're, you're big time. <laughs> so... You know, it's a new park, which is something, right? You you get set, you you help set it up. Um, in '88, it would still be eight years old, so still pretty established. 
Um, sure. But you're still like considered on the beginning team, so they don't send anybody up there uh, at mm-hmm. this point. Right. So to be the park director there, right, so close after it opens, you you have to know what you're doing. But still, Definitely. not not a lot of people in the service know about Adam Kennedy. You know, a few people have worked with him, and all they've mm-hmm. really said is like, well. He's professional and he gets the job done, but don't like try and take him out for a beer after work. That tracks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the present again. Mm-hmm. You pull up to the ranger station as you have so many times. And as is so often the case, even when you're early, as I'm sure you are today, I don't imagine you slept particularly solidly. There is another vehicle in the parking lot, but it, isn't a red pickup truck. You do recognize the car. It's a car that you have seen before, but it takes your brain a moment to adjust to seeing what you're seeing because you know that feeling when you see a thing you've seen a million times, but you see it or them if it's a person in a place that you haven't seen them before or a context you're not used to seeing them in, and it takes your brain a moment to adjust. Yeah. That's the kind of feeling that you have right now because it's the SUV that belongs to Billy Biggs. And huh. it's idling in the parking lot. Okay. Uh, I'm going to walk up to it and see if he's in there. Okay, great. Yeah, he is. He's sitting in the front driver's seat, and I think he has the radio on. But as he sees you come over, he uh, turns it down and rolls down the window and says, Oh, hey, Siobhan. How are you doing? Uh, you know, okay with the circumstances. How are, yeah, it's how are been you? a... Uh, been a rough few days from my understanding you you hanging in there i'm doing okay yeah yeah how are you how are you doing oh you know uh can't complain really <laughs> certainly not compared to you know most of the town at this point i feel like we're all kind of feeling that way yeah yeah absolutely so uh what brings you up here oh oh i'm uh i'm adam's ride this morning the truck is a bit much to manage with you know, the arm. Well, I hear that. So are you just going to, like, hang out here all day while he's at work? Uh, no, no, I'll I'll be heading back down. Just, you know, was, just was helping out, but... Well, that's, uh... Well, thank you for, for, for helping out. That's very nice of you. Yeah, you know how he is. It's kind of a miracle he let it happen. I was, uh, I was not going to mention it, but I was thinking it. <laughs> Well, uh, you have you have a good day, Siobhan. Uh, you too, Billy. Okay, and you go into work? Do you go into the building? Oh, yeah, I thought you said yes, you, and do you <laughs> no, go no, into work? No, 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 that work? was me asking you a question. A prompt, if you will. Yes, I, okay. go, I go in. Great. The moment you put your hand on the door, we're transported back again. A younger Siobhan takes a deep breath and pushes open the door to a quiet, brightly lit station. The building is... Fairly new, in relatively good shape, if a bit utilitarian. It's not really as lived in at this point as it will be some years later on down the road. The man at the front desk is wearing a wedding ring and an occupied expression. His temples have only just begun to go gray, but the rest of his hair is a deep chestnut color and probably a bit longer than it'll end up being later on in 1996, but otherwise he's absolutely recognizable. At the sound of the door, he pushes aside his paperwork and stands up to greet you with a formal handshake. Ranger O'Shaughnessy, I presume. Uh, yes, you must be Park Director Kennedy. 
as advertised. Did you uh, have any trouble finding the station? Uh, no, I found it just fine. Thank you, sir. Good, good. Glad to hear it. So this is the legendary park ranger office of the Gates of the Arctic. <laughs> is that what they're calling it? Legendary is a word for it, I suppose. That might be a little kinder than some of the words that they've said. Well, you uh, come pretty highly recommended, so I'm going to level with you from day one, O'Shaughnessy. You're in you're in no man's land now. The NPS helped secure this park, and beyond that, we've got close to nothing. You used to call in for backup. You don't have it here. You have the tools to get the job done. That's your flashlight, your knife, and your wits. We're pretty much all we've got. I told them to send me someone who could handle that, and they sent you, so I hope you knew what you were getting yourself into. Uh, in terms of backup, that won't be a problem. I'm usually the one they call for backup. <laughs> I think we're going to get along just fine. Well, I certainly hope so, sir. In the present day, you're standing in the same place, but Adam isn't at the main desk. In fact, the front room is empty. There's a light on further back in the hallway in his office, but out here, nothing of note except for a large cardboard box sitting on the entry desk, filled with papers and desk paraphernalia. What do you do? I'm going to go and check out what's in the box. In the box? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's, again, nothing really of note. It's just some desk accoutrement, like stapler, tape spencer, um, a few personal items that you recognize from Adam's desk. Mm-hmm. There's probably a small framed picture of Daisy in there and some letters from headquarters that are really nothing of note, just like quarterly reports and things that have his name on them. Okay. Maybe like a pencil can. Sure. Um, can I see him anywhere? Uh, the light is on in his, like, personal, in the park director's office. Oh, okay. So you could you could walk back there. The door's open. All right, yeah, I'm going to walk back. Okay. You follow the light and walk into the park director's office where you see Adam leaning on the edge of the desk. He hasn't noticed you yet. His gaze is lost somewhere beyond the room either of you are standing in right now. His bad arm is bound in a cast and sling, and in this moment, with his focus in a different time and his usual sullen demeanor distant, he looks tired. His temples are a little bit grayer than you remember noticing before, the set of his shoulders a little bit less authoritative. The room is strangely empty. The furniture remains, but the little things that you barely noticed before they were gone are now shockingly absent. You realize intuitively that this office does not belong to him anymore. Oh no, where's he going? (laughs) That's Andrew. (laughs) Okay. With an almost jarring realization, he snaps back to the moment, looking at you for a bewildered instant before he seems to really understand what he's seeing. A familiar half-smile flickers across his face. O'Shaughnessy, you're early. That's, uh, tends to be my M.O. Yeah, you'd think I would have noticed that by now, huh? Well, only after eight years. <laughs> I was, uh, funnily enough, I was just remembering the first time you walked in this office, actually. I, uh, think I knew even then that it belonged to you. Well, in my mind, sir, it'll always be your office. He 
stands up and picks his hat up off the desk, turning it over in his good hand as he speaks. I am taking a uh, indefinite medical leave of absence. Cleared it through the higher-ups over the weekend, so uh, until further notice, Director O'Shaughnessy. Thank you, um, Director Kennedy. Should I still call you Director? I don't... Adam? You can call me whatever you want, really. Uh, how about I call you over, you and Daisy over for dinner tonight? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd like that. Alright. Seven o'clock? Seven sounds good. Alright. He, uh, looks around, and he motions you out of the lobby and says, Yeah. Any chance I could get you to help me with this box out here? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just this one? Yeah, I pack light. Do I need to, like, roll tough, or... <laughs> <laughs> no, not unless you really want to show off. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, so you, you grab the box and help him, and he goes over and starts to grab the door and says, the uh, The national office is... Sending some additional staff up here this week. Fill out the ranks a little bit. All the paperwork's on my... Sorry, on your desk. And, uh... You know, if you if you need anything, I'll still be around. Don't let me take a medical leave just so I can die of boredom. <laughs> oh. Turns out I'm pretty useless with a bad arm and too much free time, so... Bill's actually gonna take me in for the time being. It's... Kind of embarrassing to need a roommate, but he insisted, and I figure it's probably better if I'm not alone for a bit anyway. What are you going to do? Well, I guess right now, focus on recovery. That I don't really know. Well, you always have a place here. Well, with any luck, I'll be back. I'm not planning on retirement just yet, but, you know, we'll see what the cards have in store. So you both walk out the door and onto the front porch, and I would like for you to go ahead and roll cool, please. Okie dokie. Any particular move or just cool? It's just an act under pressure. Okay. That is a 7 plus 2, so that's a 9. Okay, great. This is nothing catastrophic. This is just me doing a general roll to sort of get a feel for your reaction to a, an unexpected circumstance, which is the following. Okay. As you walk out onto the porch and you start to make your way to the stairs to take this box down to the car, suddenly the earth moves under your feet. It feels as if the ground itself lurches unexpectedly sideways. Your stomach rolls with vertigo, and you narrowly manage to... I guess I'll go with this. You can either hold on to the box or catch yourself on the railing of the of the porch of the station. Since it's a mixed success, I'll, I'll give you the choice there. I feel like Siobhan would catch herself on the, on the railing. Okay, great. Um, nothing, like, catastrophic happens, but you, you drop the box, several of the belongings fall out. Maybe the picture frame cracks, but you manage to catch yourself on the railing, and... Um, 
Adam does the same. He just manages to use his good arm to steady himself, although you can tell he's wincing and gritting his teeth a bit as you both recover from the unexpected circumstance. What do you do? I think I'm going to see if Adam is okay first. Sure, Adam, yeah. Are are you okay? Yeah, yeah. What? Do you see anything? What just happened? I don't It's not don't typical know. that we get earthquakes up here. No, that's pretty uncommon. Alex, was there anybody else in the station this morning? Nope, not yet. You okay. were both you were both the first ones there. Okay. Um I think I might try and switch on like local radio and see if anybody else in town felt it or if it was more like Okay. where we are. As you go to grab your radio, I think actually your attention is caught by something else. Mm -hmm. You look up out toward the tree line, and you notice the tops of the trees rustling as if in a violent wind, but the air around you is completely still. Hmm. I'm going to point and show Adam also. What's what's that? He uh, looks at it for a second, takes it in, and then looks at you with an eyebrow raised and says, well, looks like a situation, director. Hey everybody, this is your Keeper speaking. Thanks so much for tuning in again to A Horror Borealis. We love being here, we love having you here, and we are so glad to share this story we're spinning. We are back in the main campaign this week, as you had no doubt already noticed, and things sure are taking some turns, huh? We had a lot of fun with this arc, and I guess unsurprisingly, it gets even more intense and complicated than any of our previous adventures to date, so I hope you're looking forward to some twists and turns and a whole lot of character development. Seriously, something I want to take a minute to brag about is the amount of really brilliant character work that Andrew, Addison, and Tim bring to the table. Not just in this arc, but every single time we sit down to play. Recording an actual play podcast is a really interesting dance where you have to balance spontaneity and improvised luck-of-the-dice decision-making with continuous emotional arcs and compelling dialogue and brilliant narratives. It These people aren't just great sports and wonderful party members. They're really talented storytellers who work hard and give a lot of themselves to crafting beautiful, heartfelt performances on the fly. Podcasting is such a deeply challenging and fascinating art form, and it's really easy to take the work people do with it for granted. There are so many creators out there making mind-blowingly good work, which you can access for free, often with hundreds of hours of associated content. Which brings me to a point that you may or may not know about, and that is that this year's Audioverse Awards nomination process is now open. The Audioverse Awards are a really excellent effort to bring attention and recognition to people who are creating amazing things in the field of podcasting. And if you're anything like me, the only problem with them is narrowing down how many people to vote for. (laughs) Right now, though, you don't have to make those decisions. You just need to go to the link in this week's episode notes and go nominate someone who makes art you love or several someones. There's really no limit to how many people you can shout out at this point in the game. Obviously, you should use your voice to uplift and celebrate the art and the creators that speak most deeply to you, whoever that may be. But if you need ideas, you really don't have to look any further than the OneShot Network. OneShot has several actual plays which are not only eligible, but in my opinion, really well deserving of some recognition this season. 
You could nominate the cast of Arms of the Tide for the excellent direction and storytelling of their Mutants in the Night campaign. Or you could nominate Casey Tony for his phenomenal sound design on Campaign Skyjacks, along with Arnie Parrott's brilliant music. All My Fantasy Children has two really fantastic storytellers in Jeff and Aaron, and then there's the Broadswords, who are just an overall powerhouse of talent when it comes to cast members. And folks, Neoscum good. On a totally separate note, did I mention that we have new merchandise? If you go to our Etsy store right now or to the pinned link on our Twitter profile, you'll find the gorgeous map of Revenant that Eli Kurtz illustrated so beautifully for us. Eli, thank you. You were an absolute joy to work with. And watching him realize this place that we've poured so much of ourselves into, folks, was really, really special. So if that sounds like something you'd like to have on your wall, I cannot recommend picking one up today highly enough. I am a few days behind on shipping right now because Labor Day quite frankly kicked my ass, but all the orders will be caught up tonight, literally as soon as I finish it uploading this episode, and hopefully we'll be back on track after that. As always, the part of Mariah Harris is played by Addison Peacock. The part of Martha Campbell is played by Tim Warner. The part of Siobhan O'Shaughnessy is played by Andrew Giada, who also composed our excellent theme music, and I'm your keeper, Alex Flanagan. Uh, thanks so much for listening, and enjoy the rest of the show. Bye! Let's switch over to Mariah. Okay, I just, Addison just had, I just had an emotional response to that. It's fine. Um, yeah, I did too. <laughs> I, I'll be right back. Okay, sure. Take your time. No, I'm good. I'm all good. You're good? Okay. I didn't know if we wanted to wait for Andrew or not. Oh, sorry, Tubi. We can walk through a few preparatory steps for our scene here. Yeah. These are all sort of going to be early morning scenes. We're sort of catching everybody first thing on Monday morning. So you know the weekend you've had. I don't think that we need to revisit any of that unless there's something that you want to go back and clarify or just sort of touch base on. No, I think um, I'm. Uh, think I'm all good. I figured you probably were. So I guess my first question is, where are you starting your Monday morning? Probably. Like, I'm, are, are you, you were waking up in your own house, I'm guessing, unless you went to stay with someone else. Yeah, I am in my house. Okay. Uh, have we ever talked about Mariah's living space? I don't think we have. I don't think we have. Do you want to... Paint that word picture for mm-hmm. me. Tell me what your what your surroundings look like. Yeah. What does home look like for Mariah? And also, like, if we have and I'm wrong, then I'm sorry, but I, I don't think so. That's fine. Um, I want to double check something really quick. Yeah, sure. I'm literally checking it because the only thing I, do, I fact check on this show is, like, pop culture stuff. Uh-huh, sure. Okay, so Lilith Fair just started in, like, 1997, so never mind. She doesn't have Lilith Fair posters. Um, <laughs> it would have felt right, but yeah. Okay, so it's a, I would say a studio apartment. She doesn't need a lot of space. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it's just the one person, and she's not exactly someone who's going to feel, like, suffocated by a small space. Um Sure. Basically, yeah, just like a studio. So there's like a small bed, a mm-hmm. little stovetop, refrigerator, um, with a little oven, um, little bathroom off the side of that, just um, with a little kind of tiny bathtub that she kind of has to 
scrunch scrunch your knees up in to to sit mm-hmm. in. Um, it's not like as good for stretching out bathtub. Uh, and do you and you you live by yourself? Yes. Okay. And I'm sort of trying to visualize an apartment in Revenant, Alaska. And I think what I'm sort of coming to is that there is probably like one small apartment complex yes. in Revenant where like a few people uh, reside. And so I am thinking that it's not like a big deal. It's maybe like one or two modules and then a few apartments inside each of those. Yeah. Um, is there anybody of note that lives in the complex with you then? Um, people who would be like your neighbors. It's a good question. Um, do we know where Zoe lives? Does she live there? Um, I had sort of thought of Zoe as living probably still with her mom, okay. but I. But if you think it makes sense for you and your like vision of this for Zoe to live in the apartment like next to or underneath you, that's totally fine. Okay, yeah, that's not anything that's ever been nailed down. So let's let's build it. Okay, yeah. So I'll put Zoe in the apartment downstairs. Okay, great. Um, because I just would like to add this element. Um, maybe sometimes I love it. Uh, mm-hmm. we do. Um, uh, I knock on the floor in Morse code, and she hits her ceiling with the broom handle in response. I think that's absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. Have a little back and forth because texting doesn't exist yet. Um, right, exactly. And besides, they can even if like we could email or and you chat, don't trust walkie talkies. Yeah, like who's <laughs> listening? Anyone can turn to that station, Alex. That's right. Um, so she's down there. Um, also, I'm imagining there's like. A sort of smaller, like, smaller, heavier bookshelf uh, um, in her place. Sort of a smaller bookshelf um, with sort of a a kind of continuous rotation of the favorites from the library that she's checking out, to be honest. Like, Mm -hmm. sure. um, Either new books that she just got in or maybe just one she thinks is interesting and she's pretty sure nobody's going to try to take out. Um, Mm -hmm. So... A little kind of baby bookshelf, and then uh, uh, I'm just thinking about. I'm like, what do apartments have? Um, Any pets? Any plants? Not pets. Um, I don't think any pets. Do you have like a Venus flytrap? I I was gonna say like maybe a little cactus, something low maintenance, something that doesn't that's Mm -hmm. not gonna die if you forget to water it a couple times. Right, for sure. Um, And then I think posters, like probably like a Nirvana poster. some other kind of grunge bands. Um, cool. Maybe a, I'm sorry, really quickly, uh, time to look up something else. A poster for this pretty, pretty, still pretty new TV show. It's only been out for about three years um, that she's mm-hmm. pretty sure is a method of pop cultural disclosure uh, called The X Files. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> So there's, um, I've been leaning into this for a while, but because the X-Files came out in 1993, I can decide canonically that Mariah Harris has an I Want to Believe poster. Um, oh, she absolutely does. Yeah. No, it's very good. She's All right. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, how do you wake up in the morning? Do you use an alarm clock? Do you, are you typically somebody who just gets up at the right time? I think. Do you have like a radio that wakes you up i think her body clock is pretty good but i think that she also has Mm -hmm. her like one of those alarm clocks that's like a radio like that turns on the radio when it's alarm time 
I particularly love that because it's been established that your girlfriend like does a morning radio show. Yeah. And so I think that the idea of like you waking up to the morning radio is probably really sweet. That's real cute. Um, and let me give you one more. I'll say that since that's your morning wake up clock, um, what time does Mariah usually wake up? Um, probably around six. Okay. Gotta so, do library stuff, you know, gotta like shower, go down to the library, get that like opened up and ready to go. Absolutely. So let's, um, I'll give you this then and you can decide if you like this. Mm. How about every morning at six, basically you can... You can assume or you've come to learn that whatever song is playing at 6 a.m. is specifically chosen for you. Oh, that's so nice. And this morning we'll say it is, uh, it's Rebel Girl by Bikini Kill. Oh my God. Do you know how much I love that song? Sorry. <laughs> like, I, like, is this, am I speaking to Mariah? No, right now? like out of character, Addison Peacock. I love that song. Okay. <laughs> Well, I hope Mariah likes it, too, oh, because it's the song that Rita does. has chosen for you this morning. So that girl, to she a... she's the queen of the neighborhood. Okay. <laughs> so to an imagined montage of uh, Rebel Girl by Bikini Kill, which we certainly do not have the rights to, walk me through your morning routine. Rebel Girl! Okay. I know I'm not allowed to do it, because we don't have the rights. Um, okay, so rolls over, kind of looks, looks at the clock. Blows some hair off her face. You know, the, like, cinematic, like... I absolutely... Yes, I know the trope that you, you mean. Thank you. Perfect. Throw off the blankets. Feet... Um, one foot over the side of the bed at a time. Um, and then just kind of up and about. Starts making a pot of coffee. Makes some mm -hmm. scrambled eggs, I guess. Just something simple, like, protein-rich um, to get started. And... Then I'm, like, cutting to, like, opens her closet. There's, like, just a row of red and black flannels. <laughs> Thank God. Um, so just grabs the red and black flannel, pair of jeans. There's, uh, she's lacing up her Doc Martens. Mm-hmm. Very good. Like, okay. at one particular, I think like, rhythmically satisfying moment of the song, tightens the bow of the laces. Uh, mm -hmm. Natch. Yes, yes, definitely. You're going through all of this, and I think going through your morning routine, and I think at one point, maybe when you have um, one of your Doc Martens tied and like a toothbrush still in your mouth, you look over and you see a post-it note next to your bed that you had put there, which just says, um, Isabel, Monday. Oh, right. Yes. I have a meeting. Okay. You do. And so that's, that's your morning then. Great, so yeah. I'm assuming you go straight to the library? Yes. Great. And you are the first person there, or at least you expect to be the first person there. But as you go through the process of unlocking your library and going to let yourself in, you realize that the door is already unlocked and you push open the door. Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry. I hear you freaking out. Okay. Do not freak out. This is a tense moment. It will not be a scary moment. Okay. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I put you through a lot recently, and I understand. I'm not doing this to hurt you. <laughs> this hurts me more than it hurts you. <laughs> uh, no, but you... Here, let's make this a little bit better. Let's rewind a second. You get to your library, and you notice something on the front step of your library. And you kneel down and pick it up, and it is a tea mug. 
Ah. You go to unlock the door and you open it and you realize that it's already unlocked. And uh, sitting at a table in your library is Isabel. Hey. Hi. So I uh, see you got in okay. Yeah, you know, I have my methods. I sh- I'd expect nothing less, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh... Do you want some coffee? Or... Tea, if you've got it. Yeah, I think I have some. Um, Black tea's okay? Perfect. Cool, okay. So... Unsure how to really begin this conversation, she sort of hustles into her back office and turns on the little electric kettle um, and gets some mugs. Okay, great. Um, Please roll cool for me. Okay, I'll have to roll cool for making tea. Okay. Okay, so I rolled, and then one of my my cool is... So I rolled an eight. Okay. So, a mixed success. You can choose to either uh, catch yourself or save the tea mugs. I'll save the mugs. <laughs> okay, great. You uh, feel the earth shift violently under your feet. The ground just sort of suddenly lurches sideways, and there's like a rumbling that you can sort of feel beneath you. You stumble and in a split second of decision making that you have make the instinctual reaction to preserve the tea mugs in your hand <laughs> which results in you crashing to the floor but saving these these porcelain mugs um what do you do you're on the ground there is no longer any sort of shaking or residual movement there's just this jarring sensation of the earth having suddenly being jolted underneath yeah i'm definitely not no pun intended definitely a little shaken um yeah you probably heard some books fall from shelves out in the library i call like from the back room like just out to isabel and like uh to make sure quickly you okay yeah yeah everything's fine out here now what the fuck was that um sort of make sure my um my board is still intact make sure my computer's fine mm-hmm. everything's intact and cool i'm assuming it is it is okay. do you have a window in your office in my back little back office no okay um if i want to see outside that's what i thought but i was just checking. i'm gonna wanna i'm probably gonna run back out and poke my head out the door okay is that what you do yes okay great as you do that you look out down the main drag of town and i think you see some of the other people that have already gotten up and started their day sort of reacting similarly, poking their heads outside. But nothing appears to be out of the ordinary. There's no major property damage. There's no, like, giant rift in the street or anything like that. Yeah. This clearly wasn't an earthquake. But what catches your eye is you notice movement in the tops of the tree line out towards the forest. And despite the stillness in the air, there's a rustling along all of the branches and limbs. Let's get to Martha. Oh, sorry, I'm going to say, I'm going to take that in and remember that. Okay. Yep, do it. By the way, also, you just totally shattered what my personal growing theory was, so now I just really don't know what's going on. 
I'm glad that you already had a theory. That's fun. Well, we just did an episode of The Cryptic Keeper on something that makes the ground shake. So that's why I was like... Oh, truly. I was like, yeah. I was like, giant worm, giant worm. No. Okay. <laughs> no. I already put you through spiders and I already put you through parasites. True, I'm not going to put you through giant on, worms. on like both of my biggest phobias already. I know. I'm a mon. The real monster of the week is Alex Flanagan. Is me. <laughs> no. Never. Okay. So what's well. your weakness and how do we kill you? <laughs> You'll have to investigate a mystery. <laughs> well, I know. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like I know at least a few of your weaknesses. I know at least, like, if we involve Zendaya somehow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you've gotten me just where you want me. Oh, man. God, I wish you were wrong. <laughs> but you're not. So, Martha. Yeah. How you doing? Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, we doing all right. Mm-hmm. A lot has happened. Yeah, a lot has happened, but um, I don't think it's like super affecting Martha. Um, she's already like spent some time with Hawk, so has kind of already processed some mm-hmm. of the things he was talking about. Not everything, but um, sure. Like this wasn't as big of a surprise to her as it may have been to the others. Um, definitely. I feel like if anything, this probably answered some questions that you'd already been having. Yeah, definitely. Great. I know we did these great, like, wake-up montages with the others, but we've already spent quite a bit of time in Martha's house, so I don't Mm -hmm. feel like we necessarily need to explore that space, unless that's something that you want to do. Nah, it's all good. Okay, great. Then, uh, we'll just, we'll just jump right into the rest of your morning. It's early morning. Mm Mm-hmm. Though the sun still makes a valiant attempt to rise, you've lived here long enough to tell that the summer has ended, and this is one of the last mornings that will still be tinted with its warmth. Your breath ghosts before you in faint wisps. If there were a wind, it would probably be considered cold outside, but as it is, the stillness of the air keeps it almost pleasantly chill. A light frost crunches beneath your feet as you walk, lost in thought. You're vaguely aware of the person next to you still carrying on half of a conversation. So essentially, it's just a matter of charged particles from solar flares penetrating the Earth's magnetic field and reacting with atoms in the atmosphere. The released photons are what show up as... Martha? Sorry, running my mouth again. Are you... are you okay? Did I lose you there? Yeah, no, I'm just... uh kind of just lost in my own head. Sorry, you got into, like, quantum physics, and that's just... Well, Ooh. I was just talking about the Aurora Borealis, but, you know, it's, it's, it's not a big deal. Oh. Are you doing okay? Yeah. Um, you know, the, the thing with Hawk, there's a lot to think about. Um, I'm just, you know, still a few questions that I'd like to have answered. Yeah, I mean, I think I'd probably be more surprised if there weren't. Is there, um, is there anything I can do? Well, we're, uh, going to get coffee, so, I mean, I, that's a plus. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, that's something. Um, if it makes you feel any better, I'll pick up the tab. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't actually have a real job, so I guess that's great. 
point that out. That is kind of weird. Yeah, I don't know how I've been supporting myself for the past <laughs> 17 years. I don't know how long I've been here. Squirrel market is booming. <laughs> so you guys are on your way to the diner. Um, how far of a walk is it from your home to the diner. I know we've talked before about you being sort of on the edge of town, but I've always sort of pictured it as still being within walking distance, at least while the weather is still mild like this. Yeah, it's probably, um, I don't, it's probably just a couple miles because the town itself isn't big at all. Yeah, it's really not. Okay, that's what I would think. And that's what would make sense to me. Uh, how, how far along are you on your walk at this point? Um, are you close to the diner? Or are you like in the main stretch of town? Are you still further out on the edge of the on the edge of the woods? Where would be best for the story that you're about to tell? Pretty much anywhere. It doesn't it doesn't really matter. All this is going to do is determine sort of where you are when this moment that I'm sure you are anticipating at this point strikes. Yeah, I've got my dice ready. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> um, so I'd say we'd probably get pretty close to the diner um like it's we're maybe in the parking lot or something okay great yeah so you are like basically walking up almost to the door of the diner mm -hmm. when i'm going to ask you to roll and act under pressure for me so plus cool that's a 10 everyone else is doing a mixed success oh it's a 10 yeah, okay great sorry. well i guess you're just better at this than everyone else <laughs> <laughs> okay um on a 10 you don't have any hard choices to make so uh you can totally keep your balance as what is about to happen goes down which is that you all of a sudden as you are walking along feel the earth shift sideways suddenly and dramatically it's as if some great force has suddenly caused everything underneath of you to just there's really no better word for it just to lurch out from under you it's not an up and down movement it's not even like a shaking beneath you it's just this one single sharp gesture as everything feels as if it's jolted to the side and then suddenly it's all still again you catch yourself perfectly fine i think ben probably trips and stumbles a little bit catches himself on his hands his knees stands back up and is uh dusting off his pants and says what was that I was just about to ask you that. <laughs> yeah, um, I wish I had an answer for you. We're not exactly on any fault lines here. No. I mean... What do you do? Are you going to look around, or are you yeah, going to I'll... try to... Would this be read a bad situation? Oh, you want to do a roll. Yeah. Um, yeah, you could read a bad situation. That's Cause, like, probably it going to seems... be the most helpful to you in terms of these questions, yeah. Yeah, and it seems bad enough that, like... Um, like this is something unnatural. Like, like you said, we're not on a yes, fault line, it, so earthquakes won't right. happen. Uh, and that Definitely. was a 10. Okay, great. Um, so you can hold three. I don't know that three of these questions will be useful to you. Um, I'm sure that there are a few. What I'll tell you is that if you want to ask some portion of those now and then hold for once a little bit more information has been revealed and use this context to answer those questions then we can do that okay um so you get three holds however many you want to ask right now you can ask and i'll answer them to the best of the situation's ability what's my best way in no i'm not gonna ask that um, <laughs> i guess 
like are there any dangers we haven't noticed like is there anything about this that just seems off other than being an earthquake in the middle of alaska totally reasonable question um i think your instant reaction is because you are you're from the midwest you're from places that probably have different kinds of natural disasters right but Mm -hmm. even in that case you have learned to be aware of the fallout of a natural event as opposed to just the thing happening itself so i think that you martha would be very cognizant of looking for like structural collapses or things that are going to go haywire as a result of the initial catastrophe and you don't really seem to notice any of that you don't see any buildings that look like they're suffering or about to come down it doesn't seem that any power lines have been knocked down it doesn't even really seem like anybody has suffered any massive damage or personal bodily harm this doesn't appear to have been any sort of growing catastrophe it seems like a single isolated freak incident and you can't really identify the cause of it but in terms of dangers that you haven't noticed um i think the answer is right now there aren't any okay so is like after this is it just quiet yes okay uh are you still feeling coffee or do you want to jump over to the ranger station so we can uh, talk to someone there about it um you know what i think maybe we can get our coffee to go okay 